your system of systems is continuously changing. And you can only do that, this reasoning by connecting all of these different parts. It doesn't, you shouldn't blindly copy paste these, these models. This, this, this whole topic is really about having a, a broader perspective on how you design things. Hey everyone, welcome to the Ball.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you. Speaking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Ball.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. So welcome. Yeah, in a way, it's a relief that I don't have to speak French today. And if you listen to our previous podcast, you know why. In the episode of today, we touch a field that we don't explore that much. Architecture. And in a way, that is strange since I've worked as an architect for a while. So you could think that I would talk a lot about it. So, uh, yeah, Peter, get some of the, yeah, the uh, ITs. What, what kind of architecture are we going to talk about today? Yes, thanks, Pat Paul. Yeah, we are going to talk about social technical architecture. And uh, to be honest, yesterday uh, I had a chat with Peter Paul uh, to uh, to discuss over things, and this was one of them. And I confessed, yeah, I, I really had to uh, dive into this topic to uh, to know what it is about. And doing that, I found your website, uh, the website of our guest of the show. Uh, it's called asilva.net. Uh, and on this uh, blog post, uh, the, you call it uh, also co-design organizational and technical systems. So uh, that makes uh, much clear to me. Uh, and I think there's so much to explore in these three uh, words that we should quickly introduce our guest and ask him to explain it himself, uh, Peter Paul. Yeah, so let me introduce uh, Eduardo da Silva to you, just like uh, a few podcast episodes ago. Eh, he's still a technical leader, social technical architect here at Ball.com. And now, of course, because of his second appearance, a friend of the show. Welcome. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you, guys. It's really good to be here uh, again, and uh, I'm, I'm now officially a friend, so I'm really happy. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I can. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, social technical architecture, and yeah, what's so attractive to you? Uh, uh, why do you want to, yeah, give it more attention that it maybe currently has uh, already? To me. So I've been a software architect for a good few years now. And um, uh, what I'm noticing and what why I find socio-technical architecture so relevant is the fact that it, it sort of uh, goes out of just thinking about one part of the, the whole um, uh, elements that you consider when building uh, software products, namely like the, more the technical architecture. And, and socio-technical architecture also considers uh, other systems that play in this in this process of building software products. So uh, as we uh, mature the way how we build products, we need to consider all of those systems around it in order to you to maximize how you can build better products, but also, for example, go and and build them more uh, uh, at, at higher velocity. So react to what the customer needs and be able to release what, what you need faster. And, and for that, you, you cannot simply think about the technical architecture. So the system you are building, but you also need to think about the, 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 the people that are building it. So if the people that are building it are not well set up, uh, you cannot do this sort of this cycle from what the customer wants to actually uh, build it and then release it to the customer again, uh, uh, very efficiently and very quickly. So this is why I'm really, uh, I think we, we just need to think about all of these uh, sets of systems to, in order to improve how we, uh, how we build products and then, um, yeah, improve the, the impact uh, that, that we can make. Exactly. So by taking this more holistic view, you, you, you get better products, more velocity to get to the products. Yeah. So indeed. So in in a nutshell, that's 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 it. So you 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 have a more holistic view on 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 architecture, and that means considering the organizational architecture. So the teams that you have, how do you support them? 
uh, and also the the technical architecture, but also the the sort of the the customer. So the customer is also one one system that is there and should be driving how we what we should be building. And this is what we want to optimize on our product. It's, it's like the the value you exchange with your customer. So sort of these three systems are are at play in here in this socio-technical systems. Um, and um, yeah, so if if you don't consider those three dimensions, you you will be uh, optimizing just a, a single part and uh, and you will be missing opportunities to to optimize this. You're already bridging uh, towards uh, towards the statements, uh, which which we uh, now a couple of uh, episodes uh, ago we introduced them, and and you you put your uh, you put a statement yourself already on your website, and uh, the statement is social technical architecture is fundamental to be able to maximize the impact of our products and the teams building and and owning them. Yeah, yeah. So so it's it's sort of what I I just mentioned, which is. Yeah. Classically, if you talk about software architecture, we really focus on the technical system. So this is, uh, we are going to build uh, this application. Uh, maybe we use a microservices architecture approach. We, we, we use these, uh, these databases. We, we, we think a lot about that. However, now think if you, if your team, for example, is too, is just, uh, is, is a new team. They, they, uh, they are very, uh, maybe not uh, very skilled on those technologies or those ideas. Um, th- that team is not going to be able to own and, and properly build that, uh, architecture that you envision <clears throat> because they are not prepared for that. So you, if, if you don't consider the team you, 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 that's going to be built and owning the, the technical architecture, then you, you are not, uh, uh, they, they will, they will fail or they, they will take forever to do that. And this is not what we, what we want to. So in order for you to maximize impact, you, you need to, to, to find the balance between these, these two. That's why I, I think this is a, this, I like a lot this, this statement because at the end, if you are, uh, a company that uh, builds uh, a software products uh, like like we do so we build a, a, a platform to, to to sell to customers but also to support retailers what what you want is to be able to 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 basically add new new features or new things that enable you to do this job better and then to achieve that you need to have teams that are able to to quickly uh, iterate and build build these things and 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 like have a consistent velocity on, on doing this. And for that, you also need, obviously, we cannot, this is not only about social, uh, uh, the, the teams, but also the technical part, it needs to be properly maintained. So you, you cannot sort of uh, forget your, uh, for example, just create a lot of technical depth because eventually your, your, your velocity cannot be maintained. So there are a lot of things here, but uh, my, 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 my point is you need to think about the different ones and not just focus on one. Exactly. Hey, and I, I can imagine that uh, a lot of our in, uh, listeners are interested in uh, maximizing the impact uh, of our products and the teams uh, building and owning them. Uh, but some of them are still a little, well, basically they want to go Google what socio-technical architecture. Maybe you can help them a little with that, uh, Eduardo. Yeah, yeah, I, I did the same actually when I was uh, um, writing this started this series that, that of articles on on sort I call it introduction to social and technical architecture. I actually thought, hey, there is must be someone that uh, have has like a very good definition for this, and 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 certainly there is a lot of uh, research, and this is not a new thing. There is a lot of work on social technical systems, and 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 from uh, yeah even. Um, more like a, a social uh, social sciences perspective, etc. And when I was trying to look for a definition for social technical architecture, I, I couldn't find one on Google. So uh, what I did was uh, based on all the things I have been uh, reading about this. So I created a, a few um, a few uh, options uh, like interpretations or definitions, and I pinged uh, uh, people that have been uh, Talking about socio-technical architecture for a, a good while on Twitter, and I asked them to to vote on what uh, which one would be the their sort of their their preferred one, or if they had uh, alternatives. So we eventually came into uh, this definition that I, I can share now, which is 
Social technical architecture is about taking an holistic co-design approach to technical and organizational systems, given the inherent impact they have on each other. So this was sort of uh, the, 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 the sort of the one that we picked. And uh, Nick Tune, which is a, a person that has been doing a lot of work on this for a, a good number of years now, I, I think the first time I read social technical architecture was on work from him. And, and he had also this sort of this uh, little uh, addition, which is uh, the technical architecture is when uh, we are architecting a software system, uh, we must consider the impact on the teams uh, on in the organization and vice versa. So this is what I was saying to, to Peter, which is uh, you cannot design one without thinking about the other because they will have impact on each other. And, and, and by having that approach, you, you can sort of uh, turn the, 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 the knobs that need to be turned. And then maybe, for example, if the team is struggling on owning this product, that's a smell that hey, we maybe we need to have uh, to, to uh, break, break down this product into simpler parts. Or maybe we need to have someone that is more uh, that, that's stronger on, 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 on a certain uh, element that we need to have technically on the product on, on the team. This this enables this conversation. but you have this conversation while you are uh, approaching the problem and not later just uh, throw this uh, to the wild uh, into the wild and, and then uh, wait for the team to uh, just magically uh, make things uh, work uh, so it it really enables us to to address that earlier on 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 the, on the process hey, i i liked uh, on your on your uh, website you explain this uh, topic based on a great example, I think, uh, based on the restaurant. And, oh, yeah. uh, and, uh, <laughs> this example will hurt you the rest of your life. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't mind. I like a lot of restaurants. So but, I but to make, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's uh, it's uh, it's a good example to make things concrete. Uh, we we can uh, do a lot of uh, theoretical uh, yeah. ways of uh, looking at it, but. but yeah. um, Pick the restaurant as example. Can you can you explain it based on the restaurant and? Um, yeah. So if, if yeah. So if, if just uh, if you think um, about uh, so this social technical, it, it's not something that it's just for for software products. You you, you can certainly apply this to many other uh, uh, contexts. And in the case of a restaurant, uh, um, so basically you have. Uh, you have a product which is uh, uh, an experience that people go and, and want to enjoy. Uh, you have uh, um, food that uh, you will be serving to your customers. Uh, and, and then, so this is the value exchange that you are uh, trying to do there. So the customer is people that come, come into the restaurant. Then the product is, is, is this, this restaurant, the experiences you have, the dishes, the decoration, uh, all of that is sort of the thing we are building. And then you have the teams inside. So you, you have to optimize these teams in order for them to do, uh, uh, to cook the, 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 the best dish, to basically bring the dish to the table and, and make, uh, like create an ambience that uh, the, the customer enjoys. And for that, if you think, for example, if, if you don't, uh, if you want to create a nice uh, French experience, uh, you probably need to maybe bring in a chef that knows how to cook a good uh, French uh, cuisine, uh, maybe uh, someone that knows a lot about French um, wines, and, and then um, they also need to uh, know how to work together in order to combine the wine with the, with the dish. Uh, all of these things are, are it's, it's the team that you need to set up in order for you to then uh, create your, um, yeah, the, 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 the product that you want to give to the customer. Um, and then we can touch all the, these traits I, I, I mentioned, but, uh, but so th this is in a nutshell. So th you have customer. So these are the three systems, the, the, the customer coming in, the, the, the restaurant being the, the, the experience the, the, that people have, the food, the wine, the, all of that. Uh, and then you have the, 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 the team, your sort of your organization and, and you, you need to get uh, the right team in place uh, with the right capacity with the right uh, conditions for for you to be su successful in your restaurant uh, otherwise you you just have this nice uh, um, set uh, four walls and then uh, it, it, probably you will not be succeeding uh, to to yeah to to 
to, with, with your customers. I think, no, but I, I think that maybe it's a good idea to, to, to check how, how these three uh, dimensions or aspects interact, because I think that that's one of the strong points of social technical architectures. Yes. Because uh, I think that, for example, product thinking is way is obsessive about customers, right? And, and getting yeah. things right there. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of software architecture things are deep into tech. Yes. All kinds of, of team literature is, is deep into how to build teams. Yes. And now we have, have the opportunity to talk with you about how these things interact. So I'm. Yeah. 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 So, so basically, it. it it's it's always this sort of this cycle. I, I have like a, a nice representation on uh, on on the blog post that, that mm -hmm. where I have. We'll share it at in the, the, at the end. At, exactly, we will we will share on the on the notes. But at, at the end, what you want is you want to you, you as a company you build a product and you want to optimize the the, the the value exchange with the customer. So this is this is what we want, right? As as, as a company. So these are already two systems that we have in, in place. The product provides value to customer. The customer provides you back some, uh, yeah, pays you or, or does, does, there is a value exchange there. Then indeed, we have all of these uh, disciplines that you mentioned, Peter Paul, the, on, 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 diff on these different parts. But the, 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 the holistic view is to basically make sure that, uh, you can connect the, the different parts. So for example, if you want to, improve your product there is no not a, a magic thing that happens there is in the middle there, there must be a team that is listening to the to the customer what what and, and, and experimenting with the customer continuously to see what what are the top things that we should be focusing on next and this is where for example product thinking can can help a lot um, but then we come into the point that, uh, for example, uh, we can have the best ideas and uh, think the 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 the, the most uh, dreamed, the, the, the most interesting uh, product. But you also need to to make sure that your team is capable of owning it. So there is uh, so this is where uh, work, for example, from uh, the book Team Topologies is very uh, interesting. They they talk about uh, something called uh, cognitive load. So the the team must be able to have the cognitive load to uh, own and build the product uh, uh, efficiently. If we are trying to, for example, create something that is, is huge for a single team, uh, that team will not have enough cognitive load and then uh, uh, the team will fail. And you can only do that, this reasoning by connecting all of these different parts. So you can only reason about uh, the, the the complexity of the solution that you are trying to build, so the technical uh, implementation you are trying to build, uh, you can only reason about the, the the capacity that is on the team based on what are you trying to build and 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 and, and trying to match if those uh, uh, if it's possible for for the team to own that that uh, that vision, mm -hmm. um, and then the the if the team is not able to do that, you can. Uh, like I, I said a few minutes ago, you, you can reason how could we do this? Maybe either we need to simplify the technical uh, architecture we are envisioning, or we need to maybe uh, have uh, maybe two teams uh, uh, working on uh, on slightly complementary parts to bring this vision alive. Um, so this is you you cannot if you just think about uh, uh, if you just have product thinking or you have like uh, um, just ways to optimize the team and you don't consider the technical architecture or you you don't bring the team capacity to the technical architecture discussion if you keep them uh, as islands you will not be able to to have this reasoning so problems will appear down the road because you didn't you didn't consider them while while uh, basically uh, designing and strategizing how you should uh, go further Exactly. So there should be like like a balance between these three aspects, eh? because yes, if your team uh, can't work with the architecture or the technology, you have a problem. So this, uh, but they yes. also the team should really understand the the, the needs and the, the drive of the of the customers. Yes. yes. And yes. the tech should be yeah fit with the team. They should be able yeah. to have the, the capabilities should be available to them at some cost things like that. Yes. And they should be able to make that product that provides the value to the customers. 
Yes. And the same reason yeah. goes for the customers. They have yeah. to be able to be, meet with the team, get the, be able to use the technology, the product that came from it, and, yeah. and, and have a system for that, right? Yes, yes, that, that, that's it. That's basically uh, uh, thinking, considering all of these elements on your design space. So you stop just having, a, for, for example, classically, you have a software architect really focusing on the technical system, product manager focusing uh, on the understanding of the customer, uh, engineering manager focusing on the team setup, but th this cannot be done uh, on islands. It needs to go together and you need to have a reasoning. Does this work? Is the idea feasible? Is the team capable? And, and uh, is the architecture uh, set up properly so that this is not just like a, a, a something we build now and then tomorrow we 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 um, we need to rebuild or uh, so this is like a, a, the, it, you go into a sort of a strategic mode where you consider all of these dimensions to to uh, yeah to to basically address uh, risks or, or 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 redesign things if needed before. Uh, basically throwing it to, to, the, to the table of a team that then may not be able to actually do it. Do you know if uh, Gordon Ramsay uh, read your um, <laughs> blog post or not? I don't because know. Now, I, and what you, what you just explained, I, I can now really see it that what, what he's doing in his program is, uh, is uh, many times doing the, the, the same. For me, it looked like a trick, but yeah. you have this, uh, he comes in the restaurant that's, that's yeah. uh, running like uh, well, shit. And then uh, he has to improve it. Uh, and the first thing he, do, he, he does is, okay, taking this menu, he looks at the menu, there are like 10 to 15 starters, 10 to 15 uh, main dishes, and, and too many uh, dessert, desserts as well. First thing he does is, okay, I, I want, to have a, want to end up with this team in the kitchen, only with three starters, three main. And, and then he looks at what's, what's in this area, what we can uh, easily buy-in eh, from the local yeah. fish market or that and that's so that's the combination and that's the trick and it runs like yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. it runs great again so that's yeah. what you what you say with yeah. complexity and what what the team can handle yeah definitely definitely so I, I i didn't want to share but i i had a talk with him but uh we talked about this <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm joking. no but but uh, it's exactly that uh, peter it's yeah. it's so if you think uh um, for example, if if we go into in, into the article that I wrote, we have like the trait one. It's um, it's called uh, so on the your staff defines your cooking and experiences. And this on 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 our world of of building uh, software products and actually in 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 general on organizations, this is uh, this is Conway's law. So the the, the basically you you have uh, um, your your uh, your product or your uh, technical architecture is a reflection of the, the people that you have. So uh, you can go against it and uh, you can try to fight it on on, on shorter term with uh, all sorts of measures, but longer term, all the forces tend to lead you into that direction. So can, come it, can you say that software architecture is a yes. reflection of the people you have? Yeah, and the teams and how they, the, and the yes. people are organized into teams. So, so the, the team organization, uh, will uh, will uh, drive how your technical software architecture will look like. So, for example, if you have, if you divide your architecture in front-end teams, back-end teams, etc., you will have like all, all of these different components, like front-end component, back-end component with an API. Maybe you have DBAs, and then you have uh, uh, another part that these uh, uh, DBAs are doing, like a database. So you, it's like a, a, a reflection of each other. And and uh, and that's just how naturally we, we, we try to do uh, what we are good at, and we try to create a, a sort of uh, components or, or, or boundaries around it in order for you to do your work. And and this is what you see on on on, on yeah on, on 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 the kitchen, for example. So the the if you have all of these dishes that are are, are very weird, this is not what the people uh, are good at doing. So what uh, what. Uh, uh, what Gordon uh, Ramsay does, it's uh, it, it tries to see what what are these people really good at, and then you you design the dishes and the, the people in in collaboration with each other, and and uh, and this is a it, it's a very interesting uh, thing uh, to yeah to to just make that very explicit because 
if if you are not doing that, you will just be uh, sort of uh, uh, putting a lot of energy to keep some another uh, another architecture. Okay, and this was uh, the first uh, uh, trait you said, uh, yeah. um, Conway's law. Yeah. But you have more of them. Yeah. So yeah, indeed. I, I so Conway's law was the first one, and this is basically what what I shared and. How can you address that? Uh, so basically, you you can apply something that is uh, called uh, inverse Conway's maneuver, and and basically it it it's really nothing more than a think about the target architecture you want, and 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 then consider the team that you have, and they need to you need to design a team that is capable of owning it. If the team is not capable of owning it, then you will have problems because Eventually, if the team is is not uh, sort of not matching, it, it, they will create something else other than what what you envisioned. Uh, yeah, so you need to to have this sort of your design space is is, is about this. So that that was the, the trait one. Then I have a few others. I, uh, do you want me to to touch them briefly uh, or or? Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the the second one is really about. Uh, um, uh, it's, it's um, uh, so uh, on 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 uh, restaurant uh, uh, metaphor. It's I, I use this term: chefs cannot cook, serve, and do the dishes at the same time. So and this is about what I already mentioned, which is uh, team cognitive load. So the, in order for your restaurant to work efficiently, you need to have people that are on the are cooking the, the dish people that are able to serve the the, the wine and, and 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 bring the dishes to the table so you need to have a team that is capable of owning the product that you envision so that all of you you need to have enough capacity yeah and this is what uh, yeah team topologies uh, uses as as a measure to to see if if a team is capable of owning a owning a um, a product which is this cognitive load um, so you can, in order for you to do that, you can do this sort of uh, uh, assessment if if the team is 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 capable of owning the the, the envisioned product that you have, and you have that discussion, and you uh, team topology suggests some some sort of assessments that you can do with the team if the team is already at the the, the maximum of their cognitive load. So sometimes we just throw something to a team, and the, the team cannot handle more. So uh, what we see as a result. Is that the team is going to be to underperform because they just cannot uh, own more than what they already do, and this goes into something very interesting, which is uh, the different dimensions of cognitive load that you have. So you you can have you have something called intrinsic cognitive load, which this is are like skills to build your product, like knowing the programming language. You have extraneous cognitive load, and this is about mechanics that you need to make your product life. For example, in our cases, we need to basically uh, uh, have a whole uh, deployment pipeline to get the product to life. And then you have the germane cognitive load, which is really about the business uh, uh, aspect. So this is knowing uh, what's the problem and how the customer has and how can we go and solve it. And when you are setting up your team and your organization, what you want is to have teams spending most of their cognitive load on the last aspect, which is uh, be, be able to focus on the problems. Um, and how can you do that? You can do that by having uh, teams that enable or support your uh, product teams that are building this for customers. And this is where, for example, platform teams can provide, for example, easy ways to deploy your applications. If they do that, then the teams don't spend uh, too much effort on, 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 for example, on, on, on deploying their application. It's just a button, and it's, it's, it's live. They are not uh, have. They don't need to go to Kubernetes and, 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 and do scripts and do that, this and that. So this is really. Uh, so you, you start. You think about the team, but you also think about teams that support your team. And this is like, a, 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 for example, we have our tech. The platform teams and they are just doing this their customers are our product teams and 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 this is this is uh, their goal is to empower the product teams to just have a, a simpler uh, way of building their products and making them live hey, Edward, and are you then also saying that because we have these platform teams 
That yeah. means that the, the teams themselves don't have to worry too much about the mechanics. And because they, they don't have to worry about the mechanics, they have uh, more time to either hone their skills or to really focus on the business problem at hand and really get that customer focus. Is this what you're saying? Yes, 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 yes. That's it. So basically, you start using all of these uh, enabling teams uh, and, and platform teams to help your uh, your, your uh, team topologists call them uh, uh, stream aligned teams. So this is this is what we call product teams uh, in our company to actually be have the most capacity available to uh, work on the problems and not on the mechanics and on the infrastructure that is needed to to support the product. So and is it also kind of like automatical that if if you have well-organized uh, platform teams that provide all kinds of mechanics. And if you have well-qualified, good-skilled people, then you can have the team uh, have the most focus on, on what the on the business problems again. So what, what the product should look like and, and things yes. like that. Is that also what it yes. is, where this definitely. is heading? <laughs> definitely, definitely. This, this is what we want, right? We don't want to, we have 100 plus teams, right? Mm. We don't want all of them to be spending um, 20, 30 percent of their time on on just uh, deploying their applications. We we want them to actually spend more more time just working on the the the, the, the on the problems that we have uh, from from the customer perspective. And this doesn't mean that the teams are not going to be engineering, but they are engineering, spending more time on the on 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 the actual problems. How can we solve this problem? And not how can we deploy or scale this application. This is even more with the sort of using cloud and all of these tools. It, it becomes more like a, um, a problem that we don't want the teams to spend their most capacity. And and, and all of this uh, is also part of this, this dimension. So you, you, you really want to create all the conditions to enable the teams to, to just be more, uh, yeah, to focus on the, 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 the real customer problems and, and the things we want to build. Uh, and this, the result is you end up with uh, having faster iteration loops from idea to actually releasing something to to the customer and um, yeah so it, it becomes very important yeah maybe i i the the, the, the I, I will touch the other ones quickly otherwise i think we will uh, because this this can really go yes. for a long so time this was number <laughs> one number two so we this have, was number uh, two indeed yeah, Num number three number three is really more about uh, it's about team boundaries and interrelations so you uh, we need to be really careful on uh, on scoping what the, the the teams own so that they can uh, work as aut autonomous uh, autonomously as possible but there will always be interrelations and they need to be made explicit. And then you have, uh, for example, domain-driven design. And again, uh, team topologies offer you a lot of uh, tools to, to do this, this part. Uh, traits four and five are less, uh, I, I added them. I, they are not as, as, as strong as the one, two, and three, but uh, four is really about uh, continue, uh, continuous discovery and delivery in the team. And this is something we don't do uh, enough as as, as uh, industry. We tend to have teams. We even many times call them uh, delivery teams. So they are they are delivering. Uh, however, uh, studies show that um, uh, the best source of ideas are the teams. Uh, so we need to make sure that the teams have available capacity, cognitive loads, to actually also do the discovery more explicitly. So you can have teams interleaving between uh, experimenting on their uh, part of the product and then uh, uh, delivering uh, also. And they interleave between these two. And by using this, this sort of this approach, you, you can um, make sure that the, the, the product uh, is improved uh, at faster pace and we, we deliver the, 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 the things that we should be delivering to, to the customer. And, I think and then that we have to, to touch on this continuous yeah. discovery process a little more because I yeah. think that continuous yeah. delivery we talk about it already a lot in the in yeah. the industry as you call it. Yeah, indeed. So how should we yeah. accommodate uh, this continuous discovery? Yeah, yeah. So so there is uh, I think the best reference I found for this is um, it's it's a, a methodology called the, the dual track agile and basically it it goes into creating this sort of the teams going, they have two tracks of work. 
Mm-hmm. One is is uh, is uh, working on discovering, and this discovering means, for example, doing A/B testing or doing uh, an experiment with the customer on a new feature, and so they have time, explicit time, to work there. And then they have explicit time to work on the track of delivery, which is the one that we know the most, which is uh, traditionally we have a PO or a business uh, product side coming up with some ideas and then teams build it. And uh, so what we are saying here is uh, the team should also have time to do discovery, uh, the team itself. And uh, for example, now uh, here at Ball, what we are doing is we are making explicit we have product teams with all of these skills and this becomes even more relevant because people are really product and 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 and, and engineers uh, data science uh, tech uh, people become on are on the same team and they together can come up with these ideas experiment and but at the same time or alternatively also delivering things that were already tested so you have these phases of testing out did it work oh cool then you go into the delivery track uh, and and you deliver it and 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 you create a backlog of things that really show a lot of value and should be delivered this is this is uh, how uh, some people are proposing to go about this uh, yeah yeah uh, maybe just touching the last one number the last five? one yeah. Is, yeah the number 5 is is uh it's something that we see a lot, which is uh, people. Uh, so the, the trait uh, I, I, I named it: understand your context and design based on that. And it, it looks very uh, g- generic, but basically, it really means that um, on the con- on the restaurant context, it means that because the number one restaurant uh, does something, it doesn't mean this will work for you and your crew. So. Don't just copy uh, the Spotify model because it worked great for Spotify. We we have our particular problem. So all of this socio-technical design will mean that we need to, to understand what do the challenges we have on our uh, home and and uh, around us, and 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 we need to design from there. Uh, so this this is really goes about that and and the sort of. Uh, on on the article I touched, like this, we should stop going into this uh, analogy way of working uh, and thinking, which is very prevalent on our world, which is, this works for them. So let's just use it here and go into more like a first principles thinking, which is a, let's understand uh, what's going on on our uh, uh, context. And from there we design solutions. Um, And so this this basically is this uh, uh, trait number five. And I think in this complex, set of systems it becomes extremely important to to just have this holistic uh, approach and, and break down what what are the problems exactly and with with uh, let's say the the, the principle based approach here you you set more guidelines where the teams and the de- designer of teams and and the whole yeah. uh, system can design based on the principles instead of copying a framework that works somewhere else Yes. And then forcing it on them. That's yes, yes, yes. And, and, and also on that, I, I also touch a bit the fact that your uh, set, your system of systems is continually changing. So mm. uh, the, prince, the, the framework uh, people copy from Spotify from 2015, if you read the, the article they wrote, they write, this is continuously changing. Uh, we, this is just by design, we know this is changing and we are continuously uh, uh, upgrading our operating uh, model. And already, already, already go and to... copy that and copy that snapshot that Spotify probably already threw uh, out for 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 months or, or years what, by now. What, yeah, what they, what Spotify said directly after uh, publishing those videos, they already said, yeah, within our company we are already changing again, but this because yeah. this this is not working yeah. for us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Spotify is extremely different today from uh, those videos and. Uh, yeah, but that's uh, I, I always see those as inspiration. So you, you can certainly get inspired by these things, but it doesn't you shouldn't blindly copy paste these these models because you just are different. You have a legacy that is it, 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 it implies some certain restrictions or, or, cons, or constraints on your design space. Your engineering culture may 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 or not be so well developed. Um, all of a lot of things are at play and you need to just uh, uh, be able to 
understand those and then design from there. Um, hey, Eduardo, I'd like to uh, make it a bit more concrete. Uh, uh, you, you're explaining well uh, what it is about, social technical architecture, how these three areas uh, work together. Yeah. Um, so the next thing is, uh, can you can you give an example um, for for instance in how you approach stuff within Bol.com with this in the back of your head? Yeah. So how do you uh, use it. Yeah. So uh, I I, um, I think the 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 the, the, the most interesting example uh, that that we that I I have been working on uh, last uh, two two and a half years is the, the the how we position data science in the company. Um, so traditionally, data science and it's not as as mature as uh, in companies as as engineering. So what we do, uh, sort of as, as first steps, is you do either data science as a project. So you have people flying around and just doing a, a little project here on this product, a little project there, and uh, then they leave it back, and uh, that becomes a black box. People cannot maintain, cannot do anything with it. They just keep it alive. Uh, and then uh, more recently, we, we took the next step, which is actually to build uh, what we called data science teams. Uh, so these were teams that were basically uh, building systems uh, that would provide a certain uh, something to our uh, product landscape. But as I, as I shared with Conway's law, what happens when you uh, isolate a discipline or a, a team that just does data science and then they belong to, they provide something to a product that is somewhere else in the organization. What you have is you have uh, pro most probably like an API that is done by that team and, and delivers value to, to another product that is uh, somewhere on, on another part of the landscape. And what uh, we did over these last uh, two years or so was to mature these sort of uh, these teams that were doing that. And, and now what the step we took uh, to, to socio-technically address this was to just, we have uh, 100 plus teams. We have, uh, maybe you know better how many sort of products we, we, we scope, but I think we have something like uh, between 30 to 40 uh, parts or products that we have on yeah. our landscape. Uh, this model that uh, you have like a, a data science team providing this uh, to, to, to uh, each product, it, 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 it doesn't scale. So what we did was a let's uh, just also uh, embrace that data science is just another discipline that can be used on the products that's needed. And what does that mean? That means that we need to go from just having these isolated teams, building these uh, uh, complex systems, uh, that live in isolation to things that uh, go uh, to, to, to people that just sit and be part of the, 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 the teams that we have. And then you have the, the team with the, with engineering, data science, uh, product, all of the disciplines, and you have the, the, the architecture that will represent that. And the, 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 the data scientist is part of that discussion. And, and, and yeah, so this is, I think this is the most uh, interesting uh, example of uh, sort of socio-technical developments that I've been involved uh, recently. But also the, for example, the product uh, organization transformation, I was also involved on into that. And this is yet another way to make sure that you have the, the, the team formation uh, uh, together that is able to uh, properly assess if we can own this product and how we should shape it and move forward. Um, so th th these are two examples I've been uh, recently involved uh, in uh, in our company. It's interesting because I am aware of those examples and and that we uh, we we made these changes, but I wasn't aware that we did that based on uh, what, what you are uh, explaining to us in this podcast. Yeah. So uh, you you but we do it without knowing it, and this is the 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 thing that we we are just make. So what what I'm talking about here is just. Let's be very explicit about this because yeah. we do it as, as an organization because we've, we, we grew into a, a sort of trial and error, see what are the things that work. And, and this works because we take this moralistic approach. And, and, but this is socio-technical, socio uh, sort of socio-technical thinking, uh, thinking moralistically about these, these different parts and how they, 
how we should consider them to, to optimize our impact and set up our teams and all of that. So we know, for example, uh, a team has a certain, uh, we call it OPEX, as it's very clear, they own that. We try to get the team into, into, uh, into shape to be able to own it. But sometimes, uh, for example, we don't assess enough if the team is, is, uh, uh, you see some teams are, are, are struggling because they are a bit, uh, they have too much, uh, too many systems that they are maintaining yeah. alone. And then this will decrease their velocity. And, and so I think by adding this explicit, um, language to discuss this, we will uh, catch a lot of, uh, we can catch a lot of, um, things that we can optimize. But, and we are not alone, uh, Peter. This is, this, this is, uh, this is uh, just how m many organizations also work. They, they don't know they are doing this, but, uh, by making this a language more explicit and you, you, before you start something, you, 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 you have like checkpoints where you assess if the team is capable of owning this. Um, have all of this. What are you optimizing for? How do you measure that? If you have all of those elements, you, you, you just become like a more uh, well-oiled machine to, to actually do, do things better. Really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 again, uh, triggers a lot of questions. Sir. What about you, Pat Paul? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think so. with, with you, um, but I, because I, I, I'm triggered by a few things. Hey, you, Eduardo mentioned to, to get inspired by certain things. And I think also look, sometimes instead of experimenting with all the things ourselves, looking outside our company, that's oh, yeah. at least one of the opinions I have. Yeah. But what I also noted is that you, uh, well, your your blogs have one of the uh, the highest, let's say, it's references to literature uh, <laughs> KPIs that I <laughs> I encounter. So wow. I find that yeah. very interesting. Uh, maybe it's uh, yeah. because of the type of, of blogs I, I read about it. But no, yeah, yeah. I I think it uh, goes a bit. So if I I think you both know, but if you didn't know, I I was uh, sort of when I started my professional career, I was academic for uh, like. Uh, five years or six so i i drill. <laughs> yeah I, I used to write uh, papers and do the, sort of the literature research and really my uh, something i learned during those years that um what you just said peter paul which is um we don't need to reinvent the wheel there is so much knowledge out there that if you build upon uh, existing knowledge and proven uh, practices you are already sort of very far away on the road to actually do better. So if, if, and, and, uh, and what I try to do with these blog posts, actually with this series is really to try to consolidate a bit of all of these, uh, pieces that we have uh, going around to try to bring it together. Because this is, this is not a, this is not a trivial uh, subject. It, it, it mixes a lot of things and, uh, and, and by bringing these things together, it, it I think it can help uh, some people to just understand this better and then uh, just start using it. And, and uh, yeah, that's why also I, I want explicitly on the, one of the next articles to, to share how, how some people are doing this in practice, like uh, techniques, uh, um, methods they use to do the different steps of uh, discovering what, uh, what, what do you want to build? What team we need? How do you go about? discussing the strategy about where shall we put people because all the teams will say i we we need more capacity but now how how do you do uh, <laughs> we know that that's not possible to just throw people into into the into the teams there's also think. some great literature again about that <laughs> yeah about how to do not yeah to to basically how to work towards doing more with the same people and then not, yeah. not to exploit them more but be, even so they have more fun jobs more meaningful jobs yeah, and, yeah. and really get them to to that point so yeah. Yeah. really yeah. interesting yeah, yeah. The, 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 but yeah so but answering your point is this this i think uh, that my number of references has a bit a root on that and i really yeah. try to to just write uh something that is is can can bring some um yeah, some added value because uh, I think if you get this sort of this, uh, um, it, it, these are long uh, uh, articles, so uh, it, you really need to sit down and read them. But I think after you read read them, you can sort of get a lot of pointers to to move forward. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and also with that, I think that you uh, also provide uh, inspirations to uh, to the, inspiration to the people that reach you to I don't know 
go check out these team topologies uh, yes. thing yes. or yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Or you, you mentioned uh, accelerate uh, also in one of your articles. Accelerate, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah th these are so these are, for example, those two are like resources that are 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 just amazing. If if you read them, you will definitely uh, sort of open a lot of doors on uh, how you how you set up your teams, but also, for example, what metrics. Uh, high-performing companies measure to to see if they are really improving. That's what Accelerate is about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> hey, we have, we have already. I think we're in, in, in the extra time, so uh, <laughs> we have to uh, go to the to the last round. Uh, Eduardo, you know, uh, as a friend of the show, what it is about. So uh, yeah, you can share your most important takeaway with us. Yeah, I, I think my sort of my my uh, takeaway is really to stop just focusing on a, a single part of this system of systems. So really look at the bigger picture, uh, and and because that's that's how things interact with each other. So how the product team uh, is capable of owning the product. Uh, how do we connect? Uh, understanding what the customer needs, uh, because only by sort of uh, considering that uh, more holistic view is 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 the, the 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 only way you can really optimize things to more uh, to, to to a maximum. Um, so this is really not just uh, about uh, technical architecture or more uh, business ideas. This is really uh, about bringing bringing things together and and um, and not be afraid of uh, of. Uh, of uh, spending some time when you are, especially if you are starting something that is, is is rather big, spending some time on thinking about this. People think, hey, that's not agile, whatever. Um, the, this a little thinking, maybe one or two days, can pay off so much uh, down the, the down the, the line. And um, so, yeah, it's, I think that's this 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 whole topic is really about having a, a broader perspective on how you design things yeah. okay. thanks Eduardo for sharing this and um, maybe just like looking at myself it, it, it indeed starts you thinking about uh, stuff you're working on and and all the things you did in implicit way uh, making that more explicit upfront that that's uh, that's a good uh, tip and trick and uh, we will we will uh, use uh, the show notes uh, again to refer to your website and uh, people are interested in your uh, in your blogs they uh, they can find it over there so we will add them thank you thanks for your time uh, eduardo no problem it's a pleasure being here with you hope to come back uh, one of these days maybe to talk uh, further <laughs> I mean, about this i think we have some open ends we have more <laughs> ideas on this uh, okay yeah. thanks yeah no problem bye bye thanks for listening to this episode if you liked the episode, check some of the others. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for TechLab and subscribe. Leave a five-star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word. We like interactions, so if you have any questions or suggestions, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn or mail techlab at ball.com. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun!